Hey, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. We back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. Hey, hey, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. Hey, 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 we back, we back, we. Um, what up, what up, what up, podcast land? It's your boy Brent Tell. This is the I Can't Afford to Quit podcast, and today we have. Stephanie Seely X in the building. Oh, oh. <laughs> my sister that was like, What do Prince Hell be calling you? <laughs> and then he be calling me Stephanie Seely. And tell me, Where did the Seely come from? Y'all know where the Seely yeah. came from. <laughs> Until you do right by me, <laughs> you have me on the floor. So, man, he called you Seely. That's what he called you. It's, yeah, Seely. <laughs> It's not Soleil. <laughs> it's Seely. Oh, man. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Um, happy to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yes. In the face. Okay. Anybody have any tips of picking oil up off the floor? Mm. I just want you all, like when you spill it accidentally in, in a large quantity, I want to know what's your best remedy or how you get it up off the floor because, I mean, I just look at it and I wish for it to go away. <laughs> it's just like grease is like like the never-ending, like how do you pick it all up? Uh, I know when I used to work at Kroger, they had this one stuff, like the spill magic, uh-huh. and it took... It just absorbed all of that shit. I'm just saying, when you ain't got spilled magic, you, do you just use a lot of uh, paper towels? Uh-uh. I would like, use some like type of paper towels? Towels? It's just Some type of powder to pick it up, then do the bleach afterwards. That's what I would do. That's just me. I'm telling you, when I, when I say it, it's just all over the floor, and then it just didn't stop moving. Did it break your soul? It's just like... <laughs> Even when I get it, it's still gonna be slippery. The kids gonna be coming. What's on the floor? Um, I just wanted to share that. That was just a, a plight for me today, <laughs> and I was sweating. Saying <laughs> the heat is on because it's cold. I'm sweating like, where is this shit coming up off the floor? Uh, thought of the pot. Um, at the we had a. a Parents advocating for children of color uh, meeting, and um, <clears throat> shout out to Miss Maydell. She had this concept of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought I went deeper in that thought. I have it in my notebook, and I wrote it down. But basically, what I was going to say was, in order to navigate efficiently through life as black people. Mm-hmm. We have to think critical, critically, right? And with thinking critically is is gonna come with like arming yourself with the proper education to see the bottom of the water. We have to live with our heads under the water. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn to how to breathe under the water to see the whole iceberg. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Um, album of the pod. What you got? I know you've been listening to something. 
Summer Walker new album is pretty. I, I like her. It's pretty, I really she's like ratchet. her. Um, I I watched the the interview with her and Ari Lennox. Oh, like I love the both of them. Um, I I I made this comparison. Well, I hate doing that, but I said Summer Walker is going to have. She's gonna have more opportunities. Yeah. Because her personality is so transparent, mm -hmm. big, and she just upfront with everything. You know what I'm saying? With hot and direct. Mm -hmm. People love that. Yeah. She real. Not that Ari Lennox isn't, but she's kind of like reserved and conservative. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I really like her project. Um, the album I've been listening to. Oh, matter of fact. Cause I need to let me. We're gonna have a Gucci appreciation okay. right now. All right. Let me get this together. We line this up. Wale album is dope too. I have. I haven't. I haven't sat down with that yet. I plan to. For sure. Um. Get this queued up. DJ motherfucking rail. This is easily the best Gucci verse I've ever heard. He went off. New album. Yeah. I'm sitting on top of the world right now, man. Colossus. $100 uh -huh. old school outside patchwork. What up, Gucci? $8,000 dude outside patchwork. Take the Gucci break. Talk to you, nigga. Okay. I'm going to watch your boy. Yeah. Shout out to my nigga, Adam Boy. Don't tell you. Yeah. Black kid. I had to Google my shit. Remember what the name was? I'm in a bit. In a bit. In a bit. Then part the bits. Gucci and man will put so much money that I can buy a friend. Say this is class, you bitch. He class is I feel so much better now. I know, and that just sent me back. <laughs> it took you back to a time? Yeah, it, it took me back to a time when you get in the car with the, the hood nigga, the drug dealer. Yeah, he bending blocks, blasting his music with them sounds, and you feel it through your heart. <laughs> and your weave shaking and shit. <laughs> Busting the corners and shit like this, doing wild bus driver turns and shit, bending blocks. Oh man! Oh um, my god! I can't. That's that real trap riding music. Yeah, this is like. I said he went off on that shit. All them ad lips. He was killing it. That's like that's my favorite Gucci verse of all time. Mm. Um. Well, that's awesome. Oh yeah, album album on the pod. What is mine? I gotta go with uh, Philly Lord the ETO um, album. 
too hard. What is it? What's the name of it? It's, I think it's America. Let me look. We're going to show some, some real hip-hop love. Yeah. Just because. No disrespect. No disrespect. You're a diehard hip-hop fans, okay? You the one over there with the laptop all the time. So Icy Baby, Icy Baby, Air Mask cost 190 baby. Yeah, that just bring out the drugs. Yeah. 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 Two, I was buying ten. Take it out the package, let it fry again. Me and my homie treat the kitchen like a lion's den. Slow flow, but the money fast. Honey cash in my chopper on your hungry ass. We came to sting, we ain't come to flash. Back in the day, we used to sling, we ain't go to class. Me and Eagle rock while the people watch pussy. We trying to see the world, you can keep it blocked. My stove like the girl, I just keep it hot. Flee, I want the guap, Lord, you can keep the pot. I'm in the wrangle with the snub eight. We love hate. 40 valley for them club dates. Don't get your mug eight for a drug case. I'm circling the block, Lord, with my plug place. They let the lions out the den. Tear sleeves, spying out Loren. All right, that's enough. Yeah, you like it because you did the stank face. <laughs> That's that face like people make when they hear like an old song or like a dope beat. Oh, man. Their um, whole face just get ugly. You just did the ugly face. Yeah, that's um, Rock America 3K's KKK. Um, fire album. Fire album. <clears throat> I'm a fan of ETO. I like Flea Lloyd too because he gets me. You a hip hop fan? Um. See, so Summer Walker, Flea Lloyd, Rock America. What's um hers is uh over, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh Summer uh, Summer Walker over. The cover alone. It's a song. We just gonna have to appreciate the music, man, because we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go ahead to double back, man. I'm sorry. If y'all like this ain't no music podcast. Nigga, I do what I want. Shut up and listen. Oh, okay. DJ Bertel and this bitch. On a one and two. <laughs> <laughs> Okay with you. It's just no. Where is it? Where is it at? Um, this shit. Where is the song at? I really like this song. Oh, there you go. This shit right here. Let me go ahead and hard that. It's new Summer Walker. Song called I'll Kill You. Better be blood. If it ain't me and your mom, it shouldn't mean showing you no love uh -huh. Please forgive me, I know that I'm stingy Cause baby, I'm gang about you Ain't playing no games about you I'll go to hell and jail about your boy I got a hell and jail about your boy I got a That's just the kind of love I want, you know what I'm saying? Kill me, you know what I mean? Alright, okay so but, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay.
You say what? You want somebody to kill you, huh? Yeah. If you don't think about it three times a day, you don't love me. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. I've been waiting so long. But we love like this. But it's so long, yeah. That's on my mama. Yeah, that's on the hood. Don't want no problems. I wish a bitch would. Try to come between us. It won't end up good. You know I love you like no one else could. I go to hell and back for you. Bend over backwards like we're best for you. Yeah. Up to bat for ya, even when she looking bad for ya. I've been waiting so long for a love like this. It's a feeling so strong, I don't wanna resist. <sighs> All right, I'm ready to move on. Okay. All right. Okay, let's let's just keep just stay there. Double back on the whole killing thing. No, my favorite song. She said, "Let's now. unpack that." Yes, let's do that. Let's go back our <laughs> um, Boy, my favorite album is no, my favorite record is Fun Girl. I thought that was pretty dope. So let me check that out. <sighs> but someone oh, what you told me Said I wasn't made right Said I wasn't good right That's why I'm so lonely Oh yeah, I remember this right here. Like, yeah. Went to a house that I was just a homie, a fun girl. But I can still be your baby one day. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Takes me out of the categories of marriage. Is it cause I know what I want? Just like you. You know what? Cause I make my own money. I was surprised by the length of the songs, some of the songs on the record. Cause she love who I want and fuck who I choose to. We gotta talk to her. Don't take no shit and won't be used. But I guess that makes me desirable. Yes, that makes you so attractive. Fun Girl by Summer Walker on the new I'm Over It album. But, um, let's Relatable. go back to, I'm not trying to kill no nigga, but I think, yeah, I don't, I don't want to think about killing you. No. You know, you, so you don't, you, you've never had a situation where you didn't want to kill your significant other. Yeah. But this was after we were over. <laughs> <laughs> and the blatant disrespect. Uh-huh. Disrespect make you know what I'm saying? That's a street code. Niggas down for disrespect. That's true. So I just keep that close to my heart. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not thinking about no. So I'm just know. saying like. That's what I'm saying. See ya. See, you want that type of club. You want that toxic shit. I'm not trying to get that. I've had enough of it. It's not toxic. It's, it's, just, it's not. 
It's I don't think it is. I think when two crazy people uh, uh, unionize. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what real educated Twitter response you gonna come up with. Um, yeah, when two crazy people unionize and become one, uh-huh. um, it's like they form together like Voltron, and it's two type of crazies together. And I think. Um, okay. It's it's beautiful. It really is. Okay. Mm-hmm. The look of sincerity in your face says it all. Says it all. I'ma love you, but I'ma marry you so I can get some some damn money after I take you out. See? Uh, now all the all the gentlemen out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think I'ma toast it to her with you and I ain't gonna get no ring? I'ma get a ring and I'ma treat you real good. And I'm just going to give you rat poisoning every day. Just kill you slowly. Slowly? Yeah. Antifreeze and shit? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just slowly. Just real. I don't know what. He was just. He was sick for so many years. <laughs> yeah, I went to so many doctors. They were talking about somebody, somebody go check on Jerry. I, I think yeah. she's doing something too. Yeah. yeah. He been. Ever since she got with him, he been sick. She probably done put a root on him. Uh-huh. The root of this insurance policy, I'm cashing in, then when he gone, uh, <laughs> 500000 flat. Uh-huh, moving to my house and have one of them house robes with the fur on it and shit. <laughs> like they used to have back in the day. Can I help you, officer? Oh, my God. Yeah. With the little kitten heels and the cigarette that go on that string. <laughs> And a little stick thing. Yeah. I have a piano right there in the middle of the floor with my drink in it. It's a bar on top of the piano. A whole bar. A travel bar. Do you want anything to drink off of <laughs> That shit is stupid, uh, yo. Oh, that's But I, I dig Summer Walker. Summer Walker is like the ratchet Beyonce now. Mm. She's become like that spokesperson. She gets on that level with the hood chicks. Like, this is exactly how I feel. So, I think the next big move, we're probably going to hear, or some type of interaction between her and Rihanna. Yeah, that'll be dope. But Riri ain't been doing nothing too much. She's been she focusing money. on that bag. That's yeah. what she's doing. Uh-huh. Riri is not playing around with you motherfuckers. Well, now she got her book that's coming out. Her Rihanna book. Oh, let's see. Where do we want to start today? Um, I am unorganized today on purpose because I want to have fun. Uh, let's start with something uh, kind of important. I think it's important for like us. Um, imposter syndrome hits harder when you're black. This is an article on the Huffington Post okay. um, by Jolie Doggett. Um... Let's see. You know I hate reading this. You're such an inspiration. <clears throat> That's what young women said to me at a recent networking event. She's a journalist student. Um, oh, that's what a young woman said to me. Uh, she's a journalist, journalism student, and is an inspiring, aspiring writer who follows my work and wants. Uh, no, I'm not reading all this shit. Who wants? Um, to one day tell stories that matter to her as a black woman, just like I do. 
I graciously accept her compliment, but on the inside, I was panicking. Oh. Um, let's see. Imposter syndrome uh, was coined. Da -da -da. I just want to, I'm going to sum this shit up. Basically, what the article is saying, <clears throat> um, it's like a, in your psyche that you less than. Mm -hmm. So you always feel a sense of like, am I really supposed to be here? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not. I have felt this when I started doing a podcast. Like, I, nigga, I didn't go to fucking, you know what I'm saying, journalism school, or I'm not no radio guy. You know what I'm saying? And, like, with community outreach, all that shit, like, I, I ain't go to school for none of that. But, you got, if you have both of your, if you got ten toes in it, you in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think, as black people, we have to, um, Shed the imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's dope to have it kind of just to have that like I wanna I wanna improve my game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That that part of it's cool. And, and and wanting to be great, but saying to yourself like I don't just I shouldn't be here. I'm not as good as everybody else. <clears throat> you got you you have certain talents. You know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. you're gifted and when you're utilizing those talents, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So you're not an imposter. You are not an imposter. You may have to get better, but that's what comes with it. So. It's a, yeah, it's a psychological um, thing. I don't know. Like when I walk into a room full of white people, I be like, I don't like none of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi. Like, where's the bathroom? Okay, to two doors to the left. Okay, thank you. Show motherfucking ass. <laughs> Bitch, shit. Let me pull and, your hair. And why? Why do you feel like... Because <sighs> it's just like... You come in there and it's just like the whole fucking world stopped. It's kind of like... Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like how Dr. Uh, Professor X, you should just stop fucking time and everybody in the middle. <laughs> and they just freeze. <laughs> Don't let you be over noticeable mm -hmm. for the tall people out here. Yeah, it's it's a, it's getting back to my point. It's okay to have that to feel vulnerable when you're stepping out on the ledge uh -huh. and like uh, doing something that's gonna force you to grow. It's okay to feel vulnerable and like uncomfortable. Oh, I sit in a room with them. Mm -hmm. I will, but I don't ever feel less than. I always think to myself, it's just like you. And when you going, when you going to any place, it's just like there. Some of them are trained to, you know, as they say, have those mental models to look at you like you less than anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna ever say I'm not. I'm not supposed to be here. The fact that I'm here, y'all ain't got no motherfuckers to let me know what I'm up against. Mm. I feel as though. I don't think black people should go around feeling that way. I know imposter syndrome is real, and a lot of people have that. And uh, oh, I've been put in this, and I'm the only black person now. Well, shit, you need to represent us. Don't be afraid of that shit, cause I'm not. They use that, cause it's in your psyche to feel some type of way when you're around so many of them. Basically, could you, let me double back. Um, 
I should have did this to begin with. But again, I didn't go to journalism school. Mm -hmm. um, uh, imposter syndrome is <clears throat> an internal experience of an intellectual phoniness and in people who believe that they are not intelligent, capable, or creative despite evidence of high achievement. Shit, you can have imposter syndrome around black people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not just something that's... Specifically catered to, um, catered to, you know, being black in white spaces. It's, <coughs> my goodness, hold on. Um, <laughs> uh, that was like you called because she wanted you to pick up. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not specifically to, like, being black in white spaces. It's like. It could be that amongst ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's real. Uh, um, I don't know. Have you been watching this? What? Um, there's an. I read an article today that um, suicide suicide attempts among black teens are, is increasing. Yes. Did you see that? I've been looking at that. Yeah. Did you read it? No. What I took from it is societal pressure mm -hmm. that is placed upon these kids. You have, you know, your everyday, like, real life uh, situations that you're going through. But the thing I like read between the lines is social media. Yes. Uh, I don't think high school kids should have that considering what it does because it can change your psyche, your mood you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. if your algorithm depending on your algorithm yeah and really it's like it's a form of mind control at this point since they have an algorithm and that's a representation of the numbers and I wanted. I would love to see. <clears throat> I would love to see the demographic breakdown of suicides. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it's it's black, the only uh, one that's raising mm -hmm. right now, because I'm pretty sure, like seeing, because you got to think about it. Like you get on social media, you seeing you seeing people get shot. Cops get away with shooting black people. You know what I'm saying? People getting police called on them just because. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're seeing all of this. You know what I'm saying? Police brutality situations. Um, People in dire poverty. You know what I mean? And fighting uh, amongst black folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Among, uh, along with, you know, whatever your circumstances may be. On top of that, so... That's what I took out of the article. Hmm. It's influencing everything. It's influencing thoughts. It's influencing conversations. It is the God of Earth. It yeah. is the judge, the jury, and the executioner mm -hmm. of somebody. Um, I remember uh, the young girl, Janelle, the special needs girl that got beat up mm -hmm. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. 
Social media came after them girls so bad. So bad. They had got on the live and was like, we sorry. We didn't mean to do it. Could y'all please leave us alone? Because people was threatening them. These was but people, you did it already. So. These was people showing up. Because, come on now. It don't, take, it don't take that much to find out where somebody lives. Especially in Chicago. Especially right. over east. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about outside them girls' houses. Threatening them on social media. Getting their numbers. Calling them. Taunting them. And, and, and harassing them. Wow. And they was doing that to the boys who videotaped it too. They Imagine you, after they after they jumped the girl, the girl was missing for like two days. Mm. And she's special needs. Missing for two days. Yeah. Mm. So it was like, that's what that's about. It influences so much. It influences the culture, the way people think about themselves. They compare things to... Oh, this is oh, I want these relationship goals because they got a good look. Look at their relationship online. That shit is no, that's clout. Mm-hmm. That's clout. Real motherfuckers ain't gonna put that online at all. At all. Cause it's just like soon as you post, soon as you put somebody on your page that you that you with, if you ain't married to them, that's kind of like you tattooing your they name on your body. That's a fucking curse. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna be with them too long. <laughs> mm. That's why I said when I get married or I meet anybody, shit, y'all gonna know about it when it's my fifth wedding anniversary and I'm gonna be somewhere at Real Lobster. <laughs> like this, same picture like this. It's a regular yeah. day and shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Shit, real niggas out here. It's just social media just has such a hold on things, such a hold on people. Um, I mean, it's positives to it. You can create your own content. You gonna play my favorite song? <laughs> I, I'm on Pandora. I'm on Pandora. I fucking love him. He can insult you by singing. Like shut the fuck up, <laughs> you dirty bitch. Like I'm a dirty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be looking like that. It's the way his voice is. Schoolboy Q do it. Oh, I got to get this nigga sad to TDE. This um, nigga cursing people out with a melody. Yeah. Um, New York becomes the first state to require uh, tampon and pads to disclose um, to disclose um, ingredients. Yeah. Uh, New York will become the first state in the nation to require disclosure of ingredients and tampons other than um and other menstrual products. The law was signed on Friday by Democratic Governor Democratic Governor Andrew Andrew Cuomo, and will take effect in six months. Well, that's good. They disclosing that because <laughs> the ingredients found in that. Yeah, basically they were saying like, because um, products could call could contain toxic or allergy causing chemicals that are left unclosed. You know what I'm saying? Undisclosed, and that could present, you know, health risks to consumers. And I thought that was responsible. Um, I think any product that has any potential danger to consumers should have, you know, that information on it. But you know, that's a that's the time and country we're living in, and, and under the administration that we're living in too. They just letting everything rock. So, 
Yeah. Because, like, remember, uh, those girls was catching TSS from those tampons. <laughs> and that's just important to know. Um, because, yeah. Because you never, like, some of those, some of those materials, some of those, those products that they put in that, in that pad, or in that tampon, shit, that shit can cause infertility. Hmm. I think that's why a lot of women are. Wow. And ain't nobody really saying that shit. I think they probably had some scientists in the lab and figured out that was connected to infertility in women. Wow. Because here it is, here it is, you a healthy 28-year-old woman, and you can't have kids? Why can't you have kids? Oh, my doctor said I'm infertile. Hmm. When you're when you're a woman and you're born, you're born with all your eggs, all eighty thousand of them. <laughs> you born with all your eggs. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How is how is your count dropping? You can still produce a baby with twenty thousand eggs. Children, a tribe. So how you in, how you infertile though? Like how I can see barren. Mm -hmm. I can see that for some women. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know the development of their uh, reproductive system, endometriosis, things like that. I get that, but you ain't got your you ain't got all your eggs. Hmm. And that could be linked to that. Cause see, Pat, you know what I'm saying? You sticking that up there? Like it's going up there. It's up there. You know, huh. And this is the thing. What college girls used to do, they used to soak their tampons in alcohol and shove it up there and get drunk. Because that's going directly into your bloodstream. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get them. No. <laughs> yeah. So that's how girls used to, uh, used to get drunk in college. Wow. Soak their tampons in alcohol. Drinking um, alcohol. So just imagine if you put in seen that on the hazardous show. ingredients. I seen that on the show. What show was that? Where somebody was trying to get drunk. Oh, Jen on motherfucking uh the claw claws. Yeah. Remember when she did that? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I'm just saying that's that's it's probably tied to that, and they really not coming out with that. Because if you come out and find out that always the biggest brand. Okay, say you do that. Will that show up on the breathalyzer? No. Right, okay. And that's smart, correct? Yeah, that's uh -huh. really smart. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. um, a Georgia, Georgia City, a Georgia City is under fire for moving uh, voting polls to a police station. Somewhere black folks really ain't trying yeah. to go at all. But it's it's one of those things where like <clears throat> a civil rights group says voters in Georgia City will be intimidated from casting a ballot if they have to go to a police station to do so. Of course, nigga, because you go there, they will. Hey, why are you here voting? Uh, you know, can we talk to you for a second? You kind of fit the description, considering they don't want you to vote. But anyway, um. The city council in Jonesboro, Georgia, which is about 18 miles south of Atlanta, decided to move uh, a polling location to the police station in September because the old location, uh, a firehouse museum, was uh, not able to was not able to be used because of construction. 
But in two letters the, this week, civil rights groups in the state said the change to the police station, uh, rather than a more neutral location, would make people scared to come out and cast their ballots. You yeah, know, shit. Um, I think this is this is. There has to be something. Something has to be done about this specific move, because that's going to be a strategy that's widely used. Consider. They could move into the school. I've always voted. When I when I lived in Chicago, I voted at my children's school. They had the polls. Mm -hmm. You can vote anywhere. You know what I would like to know. I really really would like to know if. Go ahead, keep going. I just, oh wow, that's crazy. I just want to know if it's, it's if that particular polling area is in a high populated, like black populated area mm. in Jonesboro. Probably could, it probably is, most likely. Jonesboro, that's probably, yeah, that's true. Ah, ah. Choosing the police station as a polling location particularly alarming because the relationship between law, form, law enforcement and African Americans who make up more than 60% of the Jonesboro population. Okay. Bingo. Um, so we know what that is. That's, that's some wild, that's, you low down, dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's straight what that is. Wow. That's why we have to have our own officials. Mm-hmm. Who's voting? Who's doing the voting? Who's who who makes those calls? You know what I'm saying? Who's in the room while those calls are made made? Because like if especially if a town is sixty percent African American, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing I've no representation. As, as uh, what Tanisha was talking about about in Columbus about how many people are illiterate. Mm -hmm. That leads me to believe that if she knows those numbers, white people know those numbers too. Mm -hmm. So they already know. If I just post a couple of these signs out here, these big signs, come vote day, this is who I'm gonna vote for. Cause I don't, I really don't know the importance of voting. I don't know the history of voting. I don't know the breakdown of why we're voting. I'm just voting because I'm 18 and they said they say, oh, well, it's your right to vote. You have to have a right, not the history behind black people and voting. So that has a lot to do with it, too. The ones who understand the importance of voting and the ones who don't. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think edu education is the number one thing that we need to be doing. We need to be educating our children on not to fear law enforcement, but to know the law. Mm -hmm. Because that information is powerful when you know. Even when you're in your rights, they'll still try to do some method of intimidation. But they upset because you know the law. Right. Like getting out of my fucking car. They, they want you to be upset. Mm-hmm. That's another tool they use. They use social media for that too. They use that because that's what you see. So now you're taking that in your psyche, looking at that. Black people ain't never had no rainbow field walking through the, 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 the sunflower field partnership with law enforcement at all. At all, yeah. So that's fucked up. Um, 
Actually, do I want to watch? Let's see. Let me go ahead and mute this real quick. Um, a pencil. Nah, do we really need to? Um, we'll save that for another day. We'll save that for another day. We'll go right into something special. Oh, okay. Hey! Should you or should you not? Um, this is the should you segment. I know you. We haven't heard this song for uh, quite some time. Probably yeah. a month, mm -hmm. two months, maybe. We don't yep. know for sure. Three episodes to be accurate. Mm -hmm. But in the should you segment, um, we ask you know a couple questions, and we just kind of spitball. But if you have should you questions and you want to write in, you could write in at I can't afford to quit at Gmail. And, uh, you know, submit your question and or you can also write in for the um, asking for a friend segment where, you know, you, you can ask us, you know, whatever type of question, blah, 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 asking for a friend. So you can keep your anonymity. So you can say the most outrageous shit you want to say or that you can't say to people that you know um and we will read it in kind and mm -hmm. you know give us our perspective and what we would do with whatever you ask us so again that's i can't afford to quit at gmail first should you question should you take relationship advice from your single friends i say if it's healthy yes i think mm -hmm. you should mm-hmm Okay. But you know, you do that from your, your balanced friend, the one who you seek the most wisdom from. You don't do it from the ratchet one. Mm -hmm. The one that's the manager at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't do that. Uh -huh. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? He ain't been calling. He probably going through something. His phone probably, yeah. Bitch, you better blow his shit up. You better go on social media and see if that nigga active. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Just dumb shit. No, that's not good advice. No, I'm not taking advice from you, girl. Mm -hmm. No. You don't ran through how many niggas? <laughs> and it's only August. <laughs> you just had one in June. You feel me? Every time, she, every time you pop up, she on Instagram posting a different type of nigga. No, don't take advice from her. Hmm. Take advice from Lauren. Take, take advice from Lauren. Because Lauren will give you good, solid advice. Mm -hmm. She give you more logic than emotion. You know your hood ratchet friends give you that emotion, Greg. <laughs> you better find out what the fuck that nigga doing. Shit. I I agree. I agree. I feel like you know you should know who to take that type of uh, advice from. Yeah. Um. A lot of times people ask for advice, but they really be looking for affirmation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Invalidation. Yeah, invalidation. Today bullshit. Yeah. So, um, if you're not doing that, you should be taking the advice from your uh sound yeah. friend. Yeah. It's the sound uh uh balance as you as you put it. That friend. Um 
Should you pursue leadership roles? No. If 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 leadership doesn't fit you, then no. I think I think even when I don't know, because they say reluctant leaders are the best leaders. You know what I'm saying? Where you get pushed into it. Those usually are the best leaders. That's, you so know what? I, I don't, I don't really think that's pushing somebody. I think that's someone seeing mm. that you already have those leadership qualities in you. Mm-hmm. And they just want to propel you into that. Mm. Because, I mean, if you knew that about yourself, you'll probably be in that position. But sometimes people put you in a position to propel you to just give you a little bit more skill set. Because mm. they care. Yeah. But no, they're I never, reluctant. Uh-uh. I never really, I never really like sought out the leadership role. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It never really was something I did. Yeah, but I just people, did my own thing. People who look Sagittarius by nature, they're just natural or what is it, orators? Mm-hmm. They're just good at talking. Mm-hmm. They're just good at articulation. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, not my motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? I could be saying some of the most intelligent shit. Ask me a couple of questions. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'm not going to even talk. I'm going to let all y'all talk because that's what y'all do. Uh-huh. You just... Mm. Should you tell your family when your children get in trouble? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You be on the phone, Francine, girl, this little... Let me tell you what this little heifer did. He gets up to the school and he tells the teacher to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, yes, girl, that's what he said. He told... No, he... Girl, I know he didn't... He said... I'm reading the paper what the teacher said. He said, shut the fuck up. It's so crazy. I remember when Michael, oh God, it was so hilarious. And everybody just thought it was so funny. And uh, the teacher was like, well, well, Michael, why didn't you say it? Why didn't you tell anything? He was like, because snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. <laughs> that is one thing when you hear somebody, you hear one of us say it, because we say it. But when you hear a white person say it, they pronounce the, the, the E and the S. No, your son said... Snitches get stitches (laughs) and end up in ditches. Like, what ditch is he referring to? Are they real stitches? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. (laughs) I told my family that because it was funny. Just Yeah, my son was like, see, you corrupted my nephews, man, with all that hood nonsense. It's real as fuck, and they should have bad by those rules. <laughs> Ain't no snitching shit. Shut your, you better shut your motherfucking ass. Um, I don't, I don't think you should. You know what I'm saying? Not because, every time. Yeah, because I look at it like this. Like, my mother always used to say, what happens in this house stays in this house. You better not tell my business. You see what I'm saying? But that's her business. That's just like... Right. But I, I feel like a child will want that. That is the same energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I feel like, you know, if I whooped you, I ain't going to tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't going to get on the phone. Yeah, I had to whoop my ass today. Yeah. The look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm she got family, smart. I'm telling she my family, if I had to take off work... Mm. Right. You got me having to take off work. 
And my pe- people at work looking at me like, why I got to take not I took this day out. I got to come to the school. Now they're looking at me crazy. Yes. Like I ain't raised you right. Yeah. Uh, you sitting over here telling the teachers to shut the fuck up talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's how black people say it. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, not fuck off. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but I don't think my mom, oh no. Just when I got in a fight, when I thought, when I, oh, my sister Shonda, yeah, all the fucking time. Because my mother literally would have to take off. Mm-hmm. She would have to take off work and come up there. And then after so many fights, she was just out of there. They kicked her out. Like, no, permanent expulsion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn around, just, she just fighting just all the time. And, what you, yeah, that's my mother's name. And, what you going to do with Shonda? Shout out to Shonda. God has changed her. Yeah, Jesus saves, they say. Yes. He do. He do. She's such a gentle person Yeah, now. I just wish that one would come back. You Oh, you want, you want all 89? Yeah, Shonda. and 90. 93, <laughs> preferably. 93. That was the year. 93. Yeah. I don't, you know what? Yeah. Your family. Not 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 your entire family, just the immediate family. Like your cousin from Kansas should know what's going on with your fucking child. Mm-hmm. Just your close family, cause they gotta intervene. But I don't know. Hmm. Okay, should you tell your friends, or friend, or like your girlfriend, your homeboy, mm-hmm. when you and your significant other get into an argument? No. No. We probably asked that before. I'm pretty sure we did. It's, it's a different wording. It's relevant. It's relevant. No, no, no. If you haven't heard that question, no, no. Why? Because you might forgive your significant other mm-hmm. and forget about it. But you are going to forgive them, right. But your homegirl, your grandmama, your auntie, oh, your no mama, much. they not. They are not capable of forgiving. No. And you're going to damage the whole, like, relationship between uh, your family friends with your significant other. This is the thing. Th- those are your friends. That's your family. That's your tribe. Mm-hmm. That's their, that's their, their thing to protect you. Mm-hmm. Not to want anything or anybody to hurt you. Right. Or try to, you know what I'm saying? So, their loyalty is to you. Not that nigga. Not that female. So now, now if they put their hands on you, you should tell your family members. Because mm-hmm. you got to go over there and do some damage control. Bitch, do it again and I'll kill you. I'll kill you now. Uh-huh. Is that how you spell that? K-E-E? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you shouldn't be going around doing that. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. If I got like a slight argument, then no. Because I give you a couple of days to cool off. We do some makeup sex. I'll cook you a nice meal. <laughs> I'll cook you your favorite meal. I'll massage your back and shit. I'll act right for two weeks straight. <laughs> for two weeks straight. Approximately 14 days. Until I get to getting in on your ass real quick. Well, nigga, did we, is you gonna ever take out the trash? Then that sparks another argument. Here it is. Let's unpack that. Why? Why do you feel the need to talk to a person in that tone. You see what I'm saying? Like, you remember when um, Will and Jada 
Ooh. did that red talk, the yeah. red table talk, and they mm -hmm. were talking about how they don't argue, yell, or whatever, and they don't curse at each other, and they just talk at a, a, a that monotone type of situation. Why is it as like black people we don't do that? I mean, some black people don't. Uh, you're right. I'm, do. I, that's a generalized statement. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Why do most black people not um, do that? I think with, with with women, with most black women, um, when they get in relationships with black men, mm -hmm. they probably see them as their children. Mm. Subconsciously, they really don't think that. Like, is you going to do this laundry? Is you going to take out this trash? You know, forcing that, authority, that authoritative figure or that authoritative voice to this grown ass man. I wonder if that's a microcosm of like broken homes. Yeah. yeah. You know? It is. Okay. I think and, and I think that's why. I mean, I would never let me die let me let me let me lay that out. Yeah. What I mean by that is like your father wasn't in the household. So when your mother did get a man, it wasn't like her husband or whatever. The the case may be. And she probably like um what's it called emasculated this man yeah. or whatever and you see that as a child and that's how you identify or 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 or, or think that's the way you're supposed to talk to your significant other mm -hmm. xyz what? but i don't think women who grew up i don't know i wonder if women who grew up in like two parent households mm -hmm. with like a relationship that wasn't like that, if they have the same struggles with the communication, it could be. You know what? Another thing with two parent homes is that your parents were good communicators with one another. They just weren't good communicators with you. Hmm. They just didn't communicate. They didn't do active communication with you. Because it's that when you have two parent home, they want to shield you from every motherfucking thing. Hmm. Like, no, don't go over there to the fire. No, you can't go over there with this. They didn't they did communicate properly to you why you shouldn't be doing this. They just say, no, you can't do it because it's wrong. That's not, that's not telling me why mm -hmm. I shouldn't do it. That's just telling me it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. Shit, if I see my all my classmates and my friends doing it, I don't think it's wrong. I think that after a while, you start to think like, Damn. Well, you know, it's hard for me to communicate now. Now that I've got kids, I'm telling them, nah, it's wrong. I have to stop myself from doing that, too. I have to sit down and explain to my boys, this is why it's wrong. And these are the consequences. I had, I usually do that after the fact. Like, all right, look, I know I said, because I said so, yeah. but look, here, let's talk about this. Yeah. As I done calm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to stop. You have, no, I'm not going to do that. Because parents do that. Them two-parent homes. They shield you, boy. They shield you. It's a good thing to have that. It is. But it's not a good thing. Because here you is. You going out here and you just indulging in everything. It's kind of like that first hit. Oh, oh, okay. This is, oh, it's a party every fucking day. Mm -hmm. You just want to be out there rebelling like a motherfucker. I don't care what you have to say, Mom. I'm going to love Johnny. And we're going to move to California. We're gonna live in our van and have a love child. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you know that's how they be. <laughs> We're gonna have a love child. Yeah. 
<laughs> Bob and Sarah their parents. Where did we go wrong with her? Bob, where did we go wrong? What the <laughs> Just be like, why you ain't did this? Why you ain't did that? No. I think that's something that the community has to work on. We need to that talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that just happened. Maybe we could do that at a, like a round table. I think that, and another thing, that's hyper-masculinity. That's really, really been pushed. That narrative been pushed on black women. Like, oh, we just have to be overly strong all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that whole role of the male being in a home. Even with your kids, I think I think it got a lot to do. Well, you can come from a two parent home, mm -hmm. but you you don't have a two parent. You get team. You're not a unit, mm -hmm. and you out here raising your kids single handedly. Even if you were with them and you got married and now y'all divorced, now your kids now your kids are children of divorce, and then you a divorcee. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now you feeling some type of way. So that's a lot. That's a lot. I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, that divorce shit is heavy. That's heavy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm a divorce kid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's heavy. For, for I think you. it's like, even, even with that, like, <clears throat> though my dad stayed in our lives, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? It's just different. Yeah, it's different. Like, he didn't, you know, like financially he was there. He always had a, like a relationship, you know, called us and shit. But he always stayed out of out of state. But when you go from like being in the household with both uh -huh. parents and you know what I'm saying, that, that changes. I think it, for me, it created like the small part of my abandonment issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when my mother passed and that, that, that was like the... I, you know what I'm saying icing on the cake but, and you know what for children and this is the crazy thing because I couldn't imagine my life because it used to be like if my mama doing something and I'm like mama mama I need your help the first thing she do is say go, well, go ask your daddy mm. go ask your daddy and now you know what I'm saying you a divorced you can't go and ask daddy you got to pick up the phone and you got to call him his presence is, is not there it's not the physical presence it's not that that masculine energy that you consistently need mm -hmm. so that's crazy. I just, the children of divorce, I, I be praying for y'all. That's a lot that y'all have to go through. I don't care if you five or you 15. Mm -hmm. It's an effect on you. It's an effect on children. So, um, that's crazy. I don't, and, and that, with that, with that happening with women, when they get divorced and even when they have children and the male ain't in the home, now you have to resume all these roles though. It's not like you witnessing it at the same time, the both parents. It's like if something happened with Preston and I'm a divorcee, then I have to call his father and explain to his father. You know what I'm saying? Instead of him being in the home and him reprimanding the situation right then and there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He can't go to his father and have that real conversation. He got to call or he got to travel. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of strain on the child, too. Um... But women in this day and age, with so many narratives and so many rhetorics 
I will say, being pushed at black women forever about how we are so just brutally and bravely strong and shit. You feel me? We're like the Gryffindors of the world. <laughs> like, hell, motherfucking now. I understand we brave, but damn. Right. We out here just real live? No. You know what? Hold on. I just, I don't know. Let me go ahead. We're going to take another music break because it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? You, you understand. Okay. I enjoy it. <clears throat> You know how you are, but women, stop trying to stop trying to treat your um, your significant other like your children. For your bed get cold. If you think you lonely now, sixteen. You think you're lonely now. Y'all can't be doing that. You gotta let that man be a man. And some of y'all females out here toxic too. Let's talk oh, about that have, shit. I don't have it on my laptop. Damn. Since we on that subject. Talk your talk. Talk your talk. Women aren't addressing the fact that they uh, consciously hmm. make these decisions to involve themselves with these men. There we go. Let me go ahead. In fact, it might even be necessary to confront defeat. I apologize for taking you for granted. I got a sense of understanding. Them people's going on. I can't respect it. We ask you to be black first, then women second. Come on. We ask you to be moms, scholars, and bosses. Hey. And a strong sense of comfort if we take losses. Actually, I seen it all along. Uh-huh. Mama stayed strong. Uh-huh. Niggas did her wrong. Come on. She did this shit for us. Can't question her devotion. Uh-huh. And if she got drunk, that's when she showed emotion. Us men can be bugging. Y'all remain true. So when the black community, y'all always been the glue. Dear sister, here's what I come to. There's no way I can love me without loving you. I was part of the problem. I just didn't know. But I lived to learn. Allow me to grow. Dear sister. You lower a woman, you automatically lower the man. The moment you elevate the woman, you elevate the man. How is that so? I rarely came around, still never talked down on you. Nah. Amazed by your strength, girl, I love that brown on you. You on the front lines for us, still staying home. And yet we don't support you like we supposed to I just want to help you Do what you want to do And if you got your guards up It's okay to be vulnerable I knew of certain things I had to work through I stayed away I couldn't pull myself to hurt you In my mind Black women are superhuman How else could I explain All the things that y'all be doing So relentless I'm watching your becoming You faced with racism On top of being a woman You the strongest At improvising And organizing A movement for the rising, I finally realized. Thank you, and this I know for sure, y'all. Your chick ain't shit if she ain't woke, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, now we had to take that break. That's that's uh, New Brintel. <laughs> I wish I had Echo right there. Okay, I'm saying it. New Brintel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was fitting for the conversation. Um, ah, uh, you have anything else? No, I don't. I don't have no, anything don't. else. Um, with that being said, um, uh, 
<sighs> I have to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to, but I have to because I can't afford to quit. <laughs> so with that being said, <clears throat> hey, 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 podcast every day. Hey.